Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. A few weeks ago, I was talking about, or we were talking about people who were coming to this country looking for work. Um, from EU people, Spaniards and, and other stuff, coming to Cork, seeking work. And I was talking at the time to a couple of them, Pablo and to Joaquin in particular. And I think I had Rahal as well. Uh, had come to work or come to, to Ireland with a view to finding work. There was plenty of work, plenty of work, but there was nowhere to live, nowhere to stay. And I was talking at the time... First of all, you'll remember I was talking to Pablo. Well, I'm staying um, basically at Sheila's. It's a hostel, northern side of the, of very the near, very near city. Very near to us here at the radio station, Pablo. Very near to us. Yeah. I have to change the place every weekend, almost every week. What work are you doing? Uh, well, I'm working in a pub. I'm a bartender in okay. St. Pedro Street. So that's no problem. I just found it the first day. Good man. Good man. The accommodation thing is quite different. I've been staying at the houses. Just uh, borrowed couches and yeah. I've been staying at cars and changing every week from hostel to hostel. So it's like a very kind of difficult thing because you have to do a normal daily life. You know, you have to do the laundry and you have to go to a proper sleep. Yeah, so that's that, that was Pablo's story. Come to... Cork, plenty of work, loads and loads of work, but nowhere to stay. I also spoke that day, this is a few weeks back now, just after the Jazz Weekend, actually. I also spoke to, to Joaquin. Joaquin, good morning. You, you stayed on, on, on a friend's floor since you came here. Oh, well, I'm, I'm from Chile. I'm the guy that's from Chile, and now I'm living with these Spanish guys. My, today is my, they are, they are my friends. Sure. I'm living in, a, in the hostel too with the with the Spanish people, my my friends. Yeah. Two of our friends uh, uh, sleep on the street uh, one night because you, you must pay a lot of money to sleep in in a bed in in the town. Some some guys uh, rent a, a room for a night. Uh, the hostel uh, is so expensive, so it's so difficult for us to uh, find a, a place to to sleep. With. And again, staying with a couple of weeks back uh, after the jazz, I was also speaking to Ewan McCauley from the journal.ie who'd been looking into this. And I was asking her where these workers were getting their information on coming to Ireland to find all this work. Like, we know there are good jobs here. We know there are very good wages in certain professions and technology work here and plenty of work for people. But who 
is selling this message without pointing out the pitfalls, do you think? I think it's a combination of online influencers. I think word gets around. I mean, Spanish people, they'd be one of the groups where we have kind of over 10,000 Spanish people living in Ireland. Um, so people go home again and they say they had a great time. And maybe they did three or four years ago. But as you know, it gets worse every single year and it gets more difficult. Uh, I don't know what messaging embassies is putting are putting out. Uh, also, I think you're speaking to Joaquin in a bit, yes, who's one be. of the students living in a hostel in the city. He came to Cork through one of the language colleges to improve his English and, and, and paid the fee for the six-month course up front. And I don't think he felt that he was warned very well how difficult it was going to be to find accommodation. I do know some of those colleges have schemes where they have host families mm. and some actually have self-catered apartments, but I don't know how difficult they are finding it to accommodate people now. Now, let's talk again with Ema McCauley of the journal.ie. So, in the month since we spoke, month or so, Ema, how much more do we know about, first of all, the lads I was talking to on the day, and secondly, about how they were told, oh, come to Ireland, there's loads of work. Morning. Uh, morning, PJ. I, th- I think we know a lot more about it now. Um I wasn't quite right when I was talking to you last time, but your questions did get me researching who is advertising jobs in Spain. Um, And there are private recruiters who are doing that, but it's also the government. So the Department of Social Protection recently advertised 1,200 jobs in Spain. Um, And those are jobs that the, the government defines as hard to fill. Yeah. For one reason or another, uh, they had a big recruitment event over there. Ten companies flew over, 117 employers had jobs going at this event, and 15,000 job seekers tuned into the live stream of the event. Uh, so that's an awful lot of people hearing about how great Ireland is to come to, to work in, uh, how great the wages are. They really did make it sound amazing like the perfect opportunity but there wasn't a lot of information on where people could find somewhere to live yeah kind of not telling the full story let's be very blunt about it and and the government involved in that not telling them the full story yeah i mean they were told by a representative uh from the department that they would have options to explore uh they were told that rents are more expensive in Dublin, but they compared that to Madrid or any capital city. Uh, at no point did anyone say, look, you might not be able to find somewhere to live mm. at all. The, the term housing crisis didn't uh, come up as far as I could hear. And we had representatives there, top rep- representatives from different industries in Ireland. And I think you could definitely say that workers weren't getting the full picture on what the state of our housing market is here. You know, in a, in a statement to us, the department said that they advise people to get accommodation before they come here. But one of the main websites that they link workers to to find accommodation is Hostels Ireland. Mm. And anyone who's ever worked full time will tell you that living in a hostel is not a long-term solution. I mean, that's 
to live in a hostel long term, sharing a room with 15 people coming and going and tourists and students who can't find accommodation while holding down a job. You know, nobody could do that. That's almost impossible. That's what Pablo was doing when I was talking to him last. And, And Joaquin was practically couch surfing. How are the lads doing since, do we know, Emer? Actually, after coming on air, um, somebody did offer them uh, a rental uh, on the north side of the city. Uh, so Pablo and Joaquin are delighted. They feel like they've won the lottery. Uh, but it's also sort of bittersweet for them because a lot of their friends are still living in the hostels. Yeah. Uh, and their friend Rahal, who's working as a barista in one of the big coffee shops in town, I spoke to him a few days ago and he said that he really needs to start thinking about going home now because he just can't afford to do this anymore. Uh, another one of the workers that I spoke to who paid a lot of money to come here ended up in a position where while they were working full time, they were entering an unused property at night through a window that was left open to sleep on a sofa in there. Wow. Wow. It was it's not a position thought they'd end up in. No. They were squatting. Yeah, they were squatting. Wow. Wow. Having come here through a big glossy recruitment program backed to, by the government, these are guys who found themselves squatting. So clearly, whoever is responsible for organizing these recruitment affairs and recruitment days overseas is not telling them half the story. <laughs> I don't think they are. And the interesting thing was that there were job seekers and Spanish people in the comments section of the recruitment event who were saying, what about about accommodation? Um, I've heard that the rent kills the wages. Uh, We're saying, oh, I'm already here and 20 people are waiting for an interview for a room. Uh, One person was asking, if I move my entire family over for people, will I get help? And they were all getting links to the same document that basically said rentals come furnished and unfurnished in Ireland. You need to provide a one month deposit. You can find them online or you could go to estate agents. Uh, I don't know anyone who's finding a room to rent through an estate agent these days, especially when they're working a minimum wage job. So I, I don't think it's a realistic portrayal of the process you have to go through to find somewhere to live once you get here and uh, the hard thing is most people do end up staying in hostels and then it puts the hostel owners in a difficult situation because really what what they have there was designed for backpackers and tourists not for people looking for somewhere to live long term Uh, So I think that is quite difficult. You know, it's not a housing service. It's meant to be a place for people to come on their holidays, but you end up with people who are desperate living there. Mm. So, I mean, I I think you said Rahal is is actually thinking of going back. He is. He's really close to giving up now. He said it's just become mission impossible. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad because these are young, skilled people and having spoken to Joaquin and to Pablo, they're young, bright, skilled, intelligent people who would add to our city and add to our diversity of life here. Uh, And the work is there and they love the work and the good, reasonably decent pay for the work, nowhere to live. Yeah, and the other thing is they love Ireland and they love Cork. And, you know, they did say in the situation they've ended up in, 
some of the guys who work in bars have had bouncers say, oh, you can come and sleep on my sofa this weekend yeah. or whatever. I mean, people are so willing to help. And you're right. These guys are skilled. They have degrees. Uh, they have work experience in industries. And we are trying to recruit people into those roles in Ireland. Yeah. Like if you speak we, to we, bars. We have a shocking people. shortage of, of good people. And here they are. And they're going home again because we can't. We've nowhere for them to stay. Yeah, I did ask the department, you know, yeah. what happens if somebody gets back in touch with you who has come through this recruitment program? You know, it's also, it's not just the jobs that were advertised there. You know, the people who tuned into that event were also told that there's an estimated 22,000 roles going in our hospitality sector. So that's a lot of jobs. Mm. So you could tune into this and think, well, if I don't get one of these jobs, you know, I might be able to find another job there because it sounds like there are so many, you know. Um, so I did ask them, what do you do if somebody gets back in touch and says, I'm having difficulty, I can't find somewhere to live? And they said that they then refer them to the local authority. So that would be the council. Oh, so they down the council on the housing list with thousands of other people. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, for goodness sake. Emer, thank you. Good work. Good digging. Uh, Emer McCauley from journal.ie. That continuing story. Let me go to Adrian McGarry, who's the manager of the Brew Bar. Not far from us here. Uh, down at McCourton Street Hostel. And a fine, fine bar too. Adrian, you've been helping out some of these guys. Yeah, we've had, we've had a lot of them stay with us. And what Emer was saying is true. Like we normally have a, um, a seven night maximum stay because if you have people staying long term, it kind of alters the kind of vibe of the tourist hostel. You know, if you have people with loads of luggage in, in rooms and they're staying a long time and it ends up changing into almost apartments as opposed to a tourist hostel. But at the same time, you see people after the seven days and they're absolutely desperate, you know, for somewhere to stay. They've come to Ireland. They have great hopes and dreams of starting a life here. 
and you just can't put them out in the street. Oh. You know? and, they've, and they've discovered, moreover, Adrian, they've discovered, a bit like when the Irish went to Boston in the 80s, they've discovered that there's work falling out of the trees. Yeah, yeah. Plenty I mean, of work, low, like, and well-paid work, but nowhere to stay. That's it. And, like, I mean, hospitality is crying out for staff, you know. And, I mean, since COVID, it's been very difficult to recruit. And here we have a ready supply of really hard-working, great young people ready to start a new life here and we can't give them the basics of accommodation I mean it's absolutely mm. shocking what, but what's even more shocking Adrian is if I'm listening closely enough to Emer and reading her articles and the work she's done the government or an element of government is knowingly going out to Spain recruiting for people when they know there's nowhere for them to stay yeah and it's it's kind of another example of one department not talking to another or the lack of joined up thinking. I mean, I, I walk around the city every day and I look up at all the buildings that are empty from the first oh. floor up. You know, there's with a little bit of creative thinking, you know, landlords could be incentivized to, to refurbish them. Mm-hmm. These people want to live in the cities where the services are, where the work is, mm. you know, where the schools are, if they families. And we need them. We've jobs for them. We've buildings that are there Empty. that are lying idle. Yeah. I mean, everyone's talking about building new houses, but could we not maybe look at the houses that we have and the buildings that we have? Let let, let me turn around again, Adrian. I've done this several times in the last couple of months and looked. Now it's dull and wet and a bit this, but looked down at Patrick Street, just our beautiful main street. Yeah. Nothing above most of the first floors. Correct. Empty. Yeah. Empty, lying idle. Do you remember we used to have, uh, was it a section 23 or section 27? Living over uh, the re- shop? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what happened that plan? I mean, I mean, if you think about the bars and restaurants, they would benefit from having more customers and staff to work in their places. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, here's the thing, Adrian. And I, I'm, I know you have the hostel, but there must be loads of restaurants, just restaurants on a ground floor with maybe some storage on the first floor yeah. Yeah. and a floor empty above. Like, wouldn't it be a great incentive? Absolutely. Not only that, but, you know, the owners would have a rental income. The, the other problem, I suppose, with all of this is the massive tax that people have to pay on rental income. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. disincentive for people to do it. Like, if you look at the Finnish model, which was, I think, Housing First, it was called, you know, they'd take a person who's homeless, and the first thing they would do would be Get give them a them, place to live. Get, yeah. yeah, because that's the first thing that someone needs in order to get onto their feet. Here you're getting PPS numbers, you're getting on lists, you're you have to do you almost have to provide a proof of address for everything before you can do anything. You need to give people homes where they can start. Most people can work if they've got a roof over their heads. Yeah. And you can use the funding that you save from the HAP allowance then having these people housed to, to, to fund the people who, are, who are, maybe have addiction issues or whatever. Do you ever wonder why, Adrian, you and I can talk about this and, and figure out ourselves as two ordinary fellas, yeah. figure out ourselves what could be done and there's people on three and four times our combined salary wringing yeah. their hands and, and, and going out to Spain, and I'm sorry, going out to Spain and not selling the country properly. I, I can't understand it. I mean, it's not rocket science, really, is it, to, no. to solve this? And sure. I mean, if you could do it, you could do it in such a way that it, it, you could make money out of it as opposed to it costing the exchequer if you were clever about it. I mean, Finland used their national lottery funds to refurbish the homes. And, and literally, they took 50% of the people off the street overnight. 
yeah. of, most of those were able to get jobs and then pay rent. They incentivized investors to come in and, and, and fund the refurbishment with, with generous tax, tax incentives. Mm. So they literally cured the problem over a number of years and homelessness is falling in Finland. I mean, there are models out there that we can replicate. Absolutely, absolutely. Come here, while I have you on a brighter note, run into Christmas. How are things going down there? Good, good. We're all fired up. The Christmas decorations are up. We've got the, the new cocktail menu ready. All the music is lined up. The mulled wine will be at the door. So love the I sound get down there. I get down there as soon as I can. If I, I love a drop, drop of mulled now. wine of a Friday. <laughs> 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 no worries. The gin and tonic waiting for you when you arrive. <laughs> Adrian, thank you very much. That's Adrian McGarry from Brew Bar and Hostel, who's been helping out some people like Joaquin. And Paolo, what we have established, what Emer has established at the at the journal, is that there is a government-supported recruitment drive in Spain for jobs that are hard to fill here, and these bright, educated, intelligent people are coming over. There's work falling out of the trees for them, nowhere to live, but they're not being told that when they're over in Spain. They're not being told the truth. So they're being told, come to Ireland. We need you. We actually don't care where you live, by the way. Quartz 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.